Welcome to the Steelers Schedule Preview Show on WDVE Pittsburgh with Mike Perzuta, Dale Lolly, and Matt Williamson. Here's your host, Stan Saffron. Good evening and welcome to the Steelers Schedule. No longer a preview. We've got it for you. I'm Stan Saverin, and my partners in crime include Mike Perzuta of the DVE Morning Show, Dale Lolly of DK on Pittsburgh Sports and Steelers Nation Radio, and his partner on SNR, Matt Williamson. And welcome to everyone listening on WDVE and Steelers Nation Radio. We've got the schedule for you. It is out now. Let me read it, and then we're going to get reaction. We're going to hear from Art Rooney II. Uh, you're going to have an opportunity to begin buying tickets for regular season games. Let's get to it. The first two games were released earlier today by all teams. Once again, I think the eighth year in a row, the Steelers will open <laughs> on the road. The Pirates are at home that day, September 11th, at Cincinnati, 1 o'clock kickoff. Then the home opener, the following Sunday, September 18th, the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick, comes to town. Then a short week, a Thursday night game at Cleveland. Not much time to rest up. That'll be Thursday, September 22nd at Cleveland, a nighttime game, 8-15 on Amazon Prime. The Jets will then come to Heinz Field Sunday, October 2nd, a 1 o'clock game. Then it's on to... Shuffle off to Buffalo on October the 9th. That is a 1 o'clock game in Buffalo. Then Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Sunday, October 16th, a 1 o'clock game at Heinz Field. Then two games on the road at Miami, October 23rd, a Sunday night game, 8-20 kickoff on NBC. Then they go to Philly to play the Eagles the following Sunday, October the 30th. Then they get their bye week. Comes after eight games. So really smack dab in the middle as much as you can be in a 17-game schedule. Then they're home for two weeks in a row. Sunday, uh, excuse me, November 13th. The New Orleans Saints are in town. Then Sunday, November 20th at home. Primetime game. Sunday night, the Cincinnati Bengals for the second game of their two games. Bengals on Sunday night. November 20th. Then a Monday night, November 28th, at Indianapolis, followed by a shorter week. Sunday, they're in Atlanta to play the Falcons, a 1 o'clock game in Atlanta. Sunday, December 11th, the Baltimore Ravens are in town. That's a 1 o'clock game at Heinz Field. Flex scheduling comes in, so hold on there, although the Steelers are already scheduled to play a max of five primetime games. After the Baltimore game on Sunday, December 18th, they're at Carolina in Charlotte, a 1 o'clock game. Then the Raiders come to town on Christmas Eve. Saturday, December 24th, that's a nighttime game. Saturday night, Christmas Eve, so uh, you'll have to have your church services at Field, I guess. <laughs> and, of course, that's the anniversary weekend of the Immaculate Reception. Then following that, they get an extra day to prepare New Year's Day, Sunday, January 1st, they're at Baltimore to play the Ravens. Scheduled to be a 1 o'clock kickoff. And then the last game of the season, it'll either be Saturday or Sunday, January 7th or 8th, against Cleveland at Heinz Field. So we don't know if that'll be a Saturday or a Sunday, and the time has yet to be determined. So, guys, there it is. Mike, let me start with you. Just a general overall comment on what that schedule looks like. You know, Sam, believe it or not, I anticipated eight home games and nine road games. 
uh, <laughs> like as I am. Nice going. Well, you're a veteran. Down, I understand yeah. that. Broke down that way. But I always tend to look for possible competitive advantages or disadvantages. I knew they were playing in Miami. I didn't know when they'd be playing in Miami. And I'm here to tell you guys, playing in Miami, if you're a team from the Northeast on October the 23rd, is a whole lot better than playing down there in September. It is still nasty hot down there in September. And it's a night game. Uh, yeah, and that's even better. And it's, you know, very tough uh, to, to replicate the conditions. I know it gets steamy at Latrobe, but it's a different kind of steamy. So I think they get a break there that they don't have a competitive disadvantage. And then the Raiders game, uh, I think everybody was anticipating that would be in December because they're playing it 50 years and the day after the Immaculate Reception. So the Raiders get to come to lovely Western Pennsylvania in December. And Stan, wouldn't it be a shame if the tarp came off the night before <laughs> the field. Oh, where's dirt? Not that, you know, I'm advocating this or anything, but hey, accidents happen. Where is dirt Donardo when you need him? Yeah. Uh, Dale, your thoughts. Well, you know, we, we knew that there were going to be the nine road games this year. And, and so you look at where those games fall. To me, that the tough thing uh, that, that you mentioned there, you play the Patriots in week two, and then you got to turn around four days later and be in Cleveland. Uh, that's a tough turnaround. I know it's a, a division opponent, and you know they know each other, but it's not the it's it's the first meeting between the two teams this year, so that that's a tough one. And then I look at you know, some of those other you know back to back night games, uh, you know against Cincinnati here, and then Indian, Indian, Indianapolis the the following Monday night. Those will be two tough games as well. Uh, you know there's there's a lot there. This is a, this is going to be a difficult schedule. Um, no matter how you do it. And, and, again, nine road games, you knew that going into this. So, you know, you have to keep your head above water on, on the road if you're going to uh, going to try to compete this year. And they're going to try to compete this year, whether uh, people believe that or not. Well, you're looking at this, and you look at the first six games, and five of them um, are legitimate contenders, the Jets being the only uh, exception. Matt, your thoughts? Yeah, you know, when, when a schedule comes out, I usually look for – Weather, rest, some things you guys have mentioned, like if you're going to Denver early in the season, brutal. Going to Miami, as Mike mentioned, early in the season, brutal. That stuff's not too bad to me. Um, To kind of reiterate what Dale mentioned, though, I mean, a short week on the road, divisional game, week three at Cleveland, uh, I, I don't like the sound of that, except unless for, it's, a short <laughs> it's a short trip. Unless, it is a short trip, yeah, but I don't think their quarterback's going to be there. You know, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Deshaun Watson's likely to face some suspension. You'd rather play them early than late, I think. Um, you look at this, just the teams, there aren't many gimmies or any gimmies. I think the easiest team they play is Atlanta, but that's on the road, and I really dislike this, is road or home night game, home night game, or road night game on Monday night at Indy, and we know how those go. I mean, if you're at Indy Monday night, you get home at 4 in the morning or something ridiculous, and then you're on the road the next week. So that's supposedly your easiest game, but that's hard on the body. Well, when you stop and, and, and consider this, um, it's a very difficult start. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, looking at uh, uh, even at Miami, Miami is gearing up to be a playoff team this year after a strong finish, new coach, and and all that kind of stuff. And I don't know what it is. They never play well in Philadelphia. It really doesn't mm-hmm. matter how the Eagles are, what they're like, if they're winning, losing. They just don't play well there. Yeah, they never have. We've seen some really ugly games in Philadelphia. You know, 11-sack 
games and things of that nature. And and uh, the Eagles will rush the passer a little bit. And of course, getting ready for uh, to play Jalen Hurts is uh, different as well. And you know, and you, you look at that schedule. Uh, the other thing that jumps out to me is both games against Baltimore in December or after December 11th. Yeah. Um, you know, so you, those are usually pretty physical games. So you play the, the Ravens on December 11th. Then they got to go to Carolina, host the Raiders in that game on, on uh, Christmas Eve, and then play in Baltimore on New Year's Day. Uh, you know, that, that's going to that's gonna be a tough uh, little stretch here uh, that doesn't necessarily look like it's super, t- you know, super tough, but – those games after the Raven games are always difficult ones. When I always see things like that on the schedule, like the the same team twice in a really short span, I immediately think injuries. Well, what if Lamar's out for that? Like month? he was this past season, or right? Cam Hayward, or Watt, or whomever. You know, like we'll see what that comes to, but that could really favor one team or another if it's an injury situation. Well, always the case, and of course the Steelers had injuries early um, last year. Guys, one of the things I think we can mention here, for what it's worth. Uh, we talked about the short trip to Cleveland. The Steelers will fly the fewest number of miles of any team in the NFL, 6,400. Seattle, on the other hand, flies 29,000. Of course, that's their nearest division game. Their nearest division game is 800 miles away, San Francisco. And for what this is worth, and of course it's based on this past season's records, so take of this what you will. The team with the toughest schedule – for this year, the Super Bowl champion Rams. Their opponents, and that was true of the Steelers last year. That was the Steelers last year. The I, I think this is significant. The Steelers, by the way, are tied for 12th. The Browns are tied for 17th. The Ravens are 23rd. But the Bengals have the third most difficult schedule based on last year's opponents' records. And I've been saying this a lot. You know, good for them. Uh, kudos <laughs> to them. Right, yeah. But they played a last place schedule last year. This year, they play a first place schedule, and they're not going to. Sne- they're not sneaking up on anybody exactly. This year. You know, mm-hmm. they're they're the AFC just th- like the champions. Browns did. You know, yeah. when you know, they had their 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 good year. Mike, any thoughts before we hear from Art Rooney? Yeah, I love playing the Bengals Week One. I, I think it's fantastic. I don't know if they're ready to defend. I'm not saying they're going to have a bad year. But if Cincinnati's going to get caught up in its own press clippings or be a little too uh, self-assured, you figure it would be in the opener, right? Uh, the Bengals have had success against Pittsburgh last season, went all the way to the Super Bowl. Uh, they're going to go for bigger and better things. I love lining up week one. I think Mike Tomlin's going to embrace that, use that as a theme of training camp, and uh, really uh, beat the drum and uh, get the, you know the iron sharpening iron and uh, get everybody honed to a fine edge and uh, Dale, the Philadelphia thing, uh, the history's there, but you and I both know all Mike Tomlin's got to do is go to Pat's King of Steaks and get about <laughs> 150 cheesesteaks for the boys. That should be the Saturday night meal and they're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, yeah, actually they might want to have down. two. <laughs> I've seen you eat three in one setting, Mike. That's my record, by the way. <laughs> Something to shoot for. So we, as Mike Tomlin would say, we aspire to that. Um, uh, Stan, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. Th- there you go. <laughs> exactly. Um, I love the term self-assured about the Bengals. We can talk about that. Um, just a, a short while ago, uh, Missy Matthews, the Steelers side run reporter on the Steelers radio network, had a conversation with the team president, Art Rooney II. All right, Art, the 2022 schedule has been released. I have to start with week one, the eighth straight season starting on the road. Is there anything we can do to start at Heinz Field? 
Well, uh, we, we've been on the road a lot, that's for sure. I think uh, we, we need to talk to the Pirates about their schedule. I think that contributes to it a little bit. But, uh, you know, we're, we have, we're open up against an, another tough AFC opponent like last year, a division game. So uh, Super Bowl uh, attendance and, and uh, you know, the, the Bengals will be, uh, it'll be a big game for them. And so it'll be a challenge. Christmas Eve will be very special, a night game. The Raiders coming to town a day after the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. What do you envision that night being like? You know, we're excited about it. We've been talking about that for a while. Uh, Franco's been talking to me about it for a while <laughs> now. So uh, we're going to have some celebrations to, to mark the occasion on, on Friday the 23rd uh, out at the uh, historical marker right there uh, outside the stadium. And then, uh, you know, we'll have Franco and some of his teammates in town to, to celebrate the occasion on, uh, on uh, Christmas Eve night. And maybe even some Raiders will be in attendance. You never know. Oh, okay. Well, stay tuned for that. Any other special themes throughout the season or maybe uniforms that you can give us a hint about or maybe tell us about? We're going to be uh, uh, announcing our, our schedule as far as a, uh, an alumni weekend, which will probably be in the middle of the season. Uh, and our Hall of Honor game, which will also probably be in the middle of the season. So, uh, you know, a lot of, lot of different pieces that we'll be coming out with soon. But uh, certainly the, the Immaculate Reception anniversary is, uh, in terms of uh, things to celebrate is kind of the highlight of the home schedule. Absolutely. Five primetime games. Steelers are not strangers to that. But there is that one little stretch. Back-to-back -back, uh, primetime games week 11 and 12. Is that probably the toughest stretch, or what do you think overall where the this, this schedule gets a little crazy? You know, I, I would say in general the, the schedule is fairly balanced, and, and uh, other than that little section where you have two primetime games in, in a row, uh, you know, I can't complain too much about the way that it, it lays out. Uh, you know, we don't have any real long trips, so, so that helps. Mm -hmm. And uh, so all, all in all, it's, uh, you know, it's uh, just travel-wise, it, it worked out pretty well. In terms of something new the NFL is doing, the TBD, the Steelers' Week 18 game against Cleveland, um, do you like that they're kind of waiting to see, you know, what teams are in the playoff hunt and whatnot, or do you like how they used to do it where they changed it when they needed to? Well, it, it, the sooner we can find out we don't have a Sunday night game, the better uh, that weekend. <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, it, it goes down to the end of the season usually for that information. So, uh, you know, it's, it, everybody's in the same boat, so we, we can't complain. And they, you know, they wind up putting on a, you know, an important game. And, uh, you know, I guess last year that turned out to be a game that was pretty important to us. So yes, indeed. <laughs> it was, uh, the season went down to overtime. So hopefully it doesn't come down to that again. I'm with you on that. Thanks for your time, Art. Great. Great to be with you. Missy Matthews with Art Rooney II. By the way, Steelers fans, the 2022 schedule is now out, and a limited number of individual game tickets for the 2022 season will be available to the general public through Ticketmaster beginning Friday, tomorrow at noon. We've also got the preseason schedule for you, and then we'll begin to analyze the Steelers' schedule, which we've read to you. It's available now. Uh, the whole schedule is out, and maybe we'll do it section by section, maybe in groups of fours. That's the thing about this 17 game. It just throws the math uh, It absolutely off. does, yeah. I have to take my shoes off to count that high. All right, I'm Stan Saver, along with Mike Prezuta, Dale Lolly, and Matt Williamson. Thanks for being with us on WDVE and Steelers Nation Radio.
Back to the Steelers Schedule Preview Show on DVE. Well, we've given you the 17-game schedule over an 18-week period. We're going to analyze it quarter by quarter, or quarter and a quarter by quarter. (laughs) But the preseason Steelers open Saturday, August 13th at Heinz Field against the Seattle Seahawks. That's a 7 o'clock kickoff. The following Saturday, they're in Jacksonville playing the Jaguars. Another 7 o'clock kickoff. And then they close out the preseason. Remember, only three games now. Sunday, August 28th at Heinz Field against the Detroit Lions. That's a Sunday afternoon game, a 4.30 kickoff. Matt, you brought up an interesting point. With with three preseason games, we know with four how they used to play it. Mm-hmm. With only three, do they treat in, two, in terms of what players they play do they now change that with only three preseason games? See, my thoughts are across the league, yes, because the last preseason game is August 28th, and it's not until September 11th until the 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 opener. So you have a long stretch there for people to mend small injuries or whatever. You know, so it, the Steelers are, are interesting because – where do you play the quarterbacks? It's different if Ben was your starter and you knew it and he's up in age and you're saving him. I think it's interesting how they'll figure out these first three preseason games. But I think across the league, you treat the third preseason game like you used to treat the third preseason game as a dress rehearsal, at least for a half or so. Because there's a nice gap there between then and week one. Yeah, two weeks if yeah. you get the roster done. Mike, um, do you change your philosophy there and play more of your starters in that Quote, last game, the third, which used to be the fourth? Yeah, I think usually uh, Mike Tomlin does that on uh, a perceived need basis. And with all the young guys they have uh, on the offensive side and new guys, new guys on defense, uh, I think there's going to be a need. My my big uh, curiosity going into camp is how they figure the quarterback thing out. I know they didn't draft Kenny Pickett to lead the band at halftime. But, boy, particularly when you look at that opening run of uh, at Cincinnati, New England, at Cleveland on a Thursday night, the Jets, and then at Buffalo, uh, how long will they take to determine who their starter is? Do they actually want it to be Trubisky, at least temporarily, or are they all in on picket? And my concern is, do they spend so much time trying to figure out who's the guy that they don't actually prepare the guy as well as they otherwise might have if they just decided who was the guy? Yeah, Mike, I mean, that was my argument against drafting a quarterback this year in the first round because you've got a new starter coming in who you have to get ready, presumably a new starter, assuming it's not Mason Rudolph. Um, so you've, you've essentially got two I'll of presume your, that, Dale. Yeah, well, okay. Uh, but you <laughs> have on to, a limb. Yeah, you have to get two, you know, two of those guys have never taken a snap in your system before. So there's some learning to do there, and how do you, how do you divvy up those, those snaps uh, you know, at OTAs and mini camps, let alone training camp, and then the preseason with three games, uh, you know, that, that that becomes a bit of a difficulty there. You, you know, you and I were around in 96 when they had a three-man uh, race for the for the starting job, and, and that lasted all of a half with Jimmy Miller, Jim down, Miller. In, down in Jacksonville. So, you know, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see how, how Mike Tomlin does this with these guys. I, I would assume – that the offense, the, the starting offense, plays a lot in this preseason, and then you, you know, you you maybe rest some of the the more veteran defensive guys, the Cam Haywards, the Tyson Alualus, uh, you know, even Minka Fitzpatrick and T.J. Watt. You don't need to see those guys on the field a whole lot, but you do need to see, 
you know, the quarterbacks out there with the starting offensive line. And you've got two new members, presumably, right. in the starting offensive line, right, and you've right. got a new offensive line coach. And new coaches across the whole offense. Or, you know, it, well, the offense is remarkably young. I mean, I don't know this for a fact, but there can't be many younger offenses in the league. No, no I think the oldest guy is the be, old guy. The yeah. six. Right. He's, right. he's the oldest guy in the offense. One last thing about the quarterback, we want to get back to the schedule. Uh, I think the real intrigue of this camp, I'm going to operate on the presumption, and I believe this, that barring injury, of course, Mitchell Trubisky will be the starting quarterback in Cincinnati on September 11th. I think one of the intrigues here is they want to find out, I think, if Kenny Pickett progresses enough to be the backup. If so, that then allows them to make a move on Mason Rudolph. Mm-hmm. But if Kenny Pickett is be, be you know behind the curve, at least initially, can they take the chance in trading Mason Rudolph as the backup? But if they think uh, Pickett's progressed enough just to be the backup, they can trade Rudolph for whatever they can get. You go out and sign a veteran th- you know, arm to be your third string clipboard guy. You know, maybe the guy they draft in the seventh round is a practice squad guy. But I, I think that that's what one of the major things about this preseason is all about mm-hmm. in terms of making, you know, who's going to make the team. Yeah, I definitely that think would, that's something to look for. Yeah, without, I without agree, question. yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, you got to think of practice reps, too. If Pickett's number three, he's not going to be getting practice reps. Yeah, you're not, not getting him be, ready to, to right. play. He's not going to be right. advancing to compete for the starting job. So, yeah, it's going to be fascinating. Particularly Dale and myself will be out there on the field charting those red zone drills. Pickett <laughs> went 9 for 11. Trubisky went 12 for 14. Uh, the, 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 the meaningless and mindless stats will be pouring uh, out of our content uh, available sources and – we're going to be treating it like the Super Bowl, aren't we, Dale, Tuesday afternoon? Yeah, you know, and I've, I've talked about that before on the drive, how, you know, like the, the 99 or it was 99 or 2000 camp battle between Cordell Stewart and, and uh, Jim it, Miller, or Miller, right? No, no, oh, no, no. That was Ken Graham. Ken right Graham. Now, yeah. And people were charting, you know, completions and all that stuff. And, and I can remember a couple of our, uh, our, our Cove. Ports, uh, you know, well, Ken Graham was 14 to 20 or, you know, 14 to 16 today. I'm like, but everything he does, he checks down. Like, that matters, too. And seven-on-seven you know, seven drills yeah. without a pass rush. If right. you're just checking down in seven-on-seven seven drills, that that shows me nothing. I want to see you throw the football down the field. Yeah, and I, I, I right, want to take a look at the, take note of uh, uh, at, all at the of schedule. It. I mean, um, every meaningless stat. They start out with. with three legitimate playoff contenders, obviously. One is the uh, AFC champion. <laughs> we'll see about the Browns, Stan. What's that? We'll we'll see about the Browns. We'll see, but I'm just saying <laughs> on paper at this point. We and again, Deshaun is their Watson quarterback not, playing on paper, or is he not playing on paper? He's going to be signing a paper. <laughs> he may be he may be being served with more papers. In the prison library. <laughs> I still can hate. I get a free? Can I get a book here? I still um, hate Thursday games on the road, though. Even if it's only two hours up the road and it's a backup quarterback. I remember that one Thursday still. they played in Cleveland. Um, but they open up against three pretty tough opponents. And three games in 11 days. That's mm. the thing that sticks out to me. Three games in 11 days. Yeah. No, that, that's going to be a tough stretch. There's no doubt about it. And, again, you know, the, two of those teams were playoff teams a year ago. We'll see what the Browns are. Um, you know, but then you do get a little bit of a rest there after that. You know, that's the, the bonus of playing three the games Thursday in 11 nighter, days. Yeah. And if you're going to do that, I think you'd rather do that to start the season as opposed to doing it in week 12 and then playing three games in 11 days. Why? Because you're still healthy? Yeah, presumably, you're, yeah, you're yeah. going into the season presumably feeling as good as you're going to feel all season long, as opposed to getting into you know late November and you know now you're beating up a little bit. 
I guess you could look at it two ways. You know, Stan, I didn't realize three games in 11 days, but it's also three games in 25 days. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. if you look at it that way, if you at least you know what you're getting into to start the season in terms of health and all those type of things. And Dale and I were talking off the air, you know, like the guys you rest now, that list is a lot smaller than it used to be. I mean, obviously Ben's moved on, but there's no Pounceys and DeCastros and Villanuevas and those types anymore. It's Cam and a couple other defensive players, but there, there's not a, a ton of guys on this roster that you're really saving their bodies because of age and wear and tear, you know, compared to other years. So it's actually good practice. And there's certainly some age uh, on the Steelers team uh, with some of the people today. For example, it's Tyson Alulu's birthday. He's 35. Cam will be 33. But they are young on offense. Um, does that serve as a bonus because they – do tend, at least offensively, to be a younger team. I, I, I think, think you know does. that can be a, a positive and a negative. I, I think you know they don't know what they don't know on offense. Um, you know, they get a, a lot of young guys there, first and second year guys who are going through this all at the same time. You know, it's not like it was before where you always had that veteran offensive line and the veteran quarterback to to lean on, and then you kind of put everybody around them. Mm-hmm. You know, the young guys, so they're kind of grow into this whole thing together. They don't know that, that uh, you know, hey, in in Sunday, October 9th, you go into Buffalo, you're at Buffalo, you're not supposed to win that game. You know, you you can't compete against the Bills. They don't know that. The you other know. thing about it, too, I mentioned at the start of the show, things I look for right away when I see a schedule for the first time is weather and rest. But I also think you want to play – I think there's two ways of looking at it. You know, a, a new coach, a new quarterback early in the year as your opponent – you would think that's a big advantage, but you don't really know what they're going to do. You know, like the Steelers will have a better feel for the Bengals offense than the Bengals will have a feel for the Steelers offense in week one. You know what I mean? It'd be different if it was Ben and the same old court, you know, coaches and system, but th- there's a little bit of mystery there with new quarterbacks and coaches too. You know what else we don't know? Mm-hmm. And I think this is always very important. We don't know the schedules of the other teams. Who did they play the week That's before? Yeah, are yeah. they coming off a Thursday game? Or a uh, are they coming off a big win or a big loss? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know those those kinds of things. Well, let's move on. Uh, they finish up that first quarter against the Jets, and they will have you know an extra three days to get ready for that. They have the Jets, and then they go to Buffalo, then Tampa's here, then at Miami and at the Eagles. Um, you know, uh, again, uh, you know, we know about Buffalo. They may be the best team in the AFC. Tampa, we understand Brady will be coming back at Miami. They've really geared up. They think they can win now. And then they're at the Eagles before they get the bye. And, again, I don't know how the Eagles have made a number of offseason moves, but um, the Steelers just traditionally haven't played well there. Yeah, you know, I, I look at that stretch, and that might be – um, the most difficult stretch of the season. I, th- I think when you look at that, because Bills three, and Bucks next to each other. Yeah, Ooh. I mean, three of those four are on the road, mm-hmm. uh, which you know won't be easy. You mentioned, you know, that one is a Sunday night game in Miami. So again, you're not getting back Monday until 4 a.m., 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. in the morning, uh, and then you have to turn around and go to Philadelphia the next week. So that will be a very difficult stretch. Um, you know, a game against the Bills in Buffalo. If you're going to play the Bills, you'd I think you'd rather play them. October 9th as opposed to December 9th, right, you know, probably. <laughs> and go up there when when the weather's like that. And, uh, you know, to Matt's point about the, you know, the 
the, the new systems or new quarterbacks. I mean, you look at that schedule. They don't play a team with a new head coach until Miami. That's the that's right. the one that that, that that stands out there. That's the first new head coach that they play. Well, Tampa, and then they right? play the Saints then in, in well, week Tampa, ten. But Tampa it, it or Tampa. Tampa. But it'll be the same system. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Same system. You know what that's going to look like. Uh, but Miami, he's bringing in a whole different. He's bringing the Rams type system. So um, you'll have, you'll have gotten a look at what they are mm-hmm. by that time. Yeah, and that Eagles game does stand out too, Stan. You mentioned you know they don't play well in Philly for whatever reason, um, but they're a hard team to prepare against too. Kind of like the Ravens, they run the ball. So they're always very very good on the lines of scrimmage. They have a very deep defensive line now. Just picked up Jordan Davis. That's going to be a physical game no matter what. And they run the ball so much, they're like the Ravens, that if you're not used to playing against them, it's a little different than the average week. And then one more note I wanted to mention here, too, is I like that the bye is in the middle of the year or late. You know, I don't want an early bye, so I'm fine with that. But, boy, I wish one of the road games was knocked out right after the bye. You know, it just makes it so much easier. Yeah, they're home the next two weeks. You're home the next two weeks after the bye. So, really, it's I mean, in that respect, it's a very, you know, if you don't leave Pittsburgh, you don't leave the state of Pennsylvania for over a month. (laughs) Right, right. Because you're at Philadelphia, you have the bye week, and then you have two back-to-back home games. It goes back to Stan's point. I mean, there's very little mileage put on this year. They don't go far. Yeah, Miami's the farthest. Uh, road trip and okay. they, a lot of that is because of you know they're, they're, they're you know they're playing um, you know the NFC South. It's Stan Saverin, Matt Williamson, Mike Prezuta, Dale Lolly, the Steelers reveal schedule reveal show on WDVE and Steelers Nation Radio. Back to the Steelers schedule preview show on 102.5 DVE. Steelers fans, the 2022 schedule is now out. And a limited number of individual game tickets for the 2022 season will be available to the general public through Ticketmaster beginning Friday, tomorrow at noon. Ticketmaster, there you go. Stan Saverin, Dale Lally, Matt Williamson, and Mike Prezuda. Mike, there's no easy portion of an NFL schedule, but even though they play Baltimore twice in the second half of the uh, season, if you will, half, uh, the first eight games, they have three home games, five on the road. Their five home games will be in the second half. Do you look at the second half as slightly easier than the first half? Yeah, probably slightly, Stan. I know, personally, I'd rather have my home games later because, uh, in theory, you're going to be uh, in the stretch and in contention, and the games are going to be at least perceptually a little bit bigger, and you'd rather have them home, at least I would think so, but uh, I wanted to touch on something you guys hit last segment with the uh, unknown factor of this Steelers offense. I think this is going to be uh, a fascinating study in camp. And I know I was I was joking about keeping uh, goal line drill stats and uh, you know third down and things like that. But what is this really going to look like, Dale? I know we were there every day last year <laughs> at Heinz Field, and we saw a lot of stuff we never saw in a regular season, or we saw it very infrequently. I think this is going to be. Uh, the full frontal Matt Canada. And I think he's got the pieces to be able to exploit what he wants to do. And I think the teams that they play are going to be in for, I I don't want to say a rude awakening, but particularly the teams that are used to playing the Steelers fairly regularly. I think it's going to look a lot different on offense this year. Yeah, I definitely think it will too, Mike. And, And, you know, just from the quarterback change alone, I mean, you knew where Ben Roethlisberger was going to be. And that's not a, I'm not 
breaking any new ground there or anything like that. I mean, he just wasn't all that mobile, and you knew the ball was coming out quickly. Um, you know, you look at what they've added uh, in, in the draft with a guy like uh, Austin, um, who's a you know kind of a, a shifty, speedy guy. Uh, you, you know, you look at what they added at the wide receiver position. You know, in terms of in, in the second round as well, and you know the the new pieces on the offensive line. I think this is going to look much different. Both you know both quarterbacks that they brought in are mobile guys. Uh, you know, we're going to see a lot of the things that. Presumably, you know, we saw last year, as you mentioned, in training camp and then didn't see again uh, for much of the season. Well, it's assumed. Well, it's it's not assumed. It's presumed that Kenny Pickett is a good fifth of the Matt Canada offense. Is Mitch Trubisky, Matt? I think so. I mean, just in terms of physical traits. I mean, he's a very good athlete, a big, strong guy. One thing I do know about Pickett that I'm uncertain with Trubisky is Everyone talks about Pickett and his small hands and all that. But he's very good with ball fakes and things like that, ball skills. I think that's going to be very important in this. You know, a jet in motion, fake the the handoff, you know, deception things in the pocket and and, directly after the snap. Um, To be honest, and I'm not avoiding the question, but I didn't didn't exactly know what Canada wanted until this offseason because he inherited Ben. I mean, how important is running? I think that there's certainly a a bottom line that there has to be with the ability to move. But I think both these guys are really adept at ball fake, rollout, deception, and and will fit those things well. I don't know if they're going to run for a ton of yards, but they're going to be on the move a lot. When you look at the end of the season, of course, and this is what they like to do, um, three of the last five games are against division teams. Mm -hmm. Uh, The last weekend, that's what they like to do. And, you know, playing sometimes at the same time uh, so nobody can sandbag the last weekend of the season. Um, Is that a good thing to get Baltimore twice in the last five weeks? Lamar yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. Depends I mean, how Matt everybody's made the, playing. Yeah. You'd love Matt made the gotten, point earlier yeah. that it's all about health when it's that short of a window because, you know, sometimes a guy's hurt and he misses one game, but he comes back to play the next one. If, if Cleveland has an injury in uh, on September 22nd, it's a good chance that guy might be healthy January 7th or 8th. Uh, the Ravens game, it's, it's going to depend on uh, – availability maybe as much as anything else, both of those Ravens games. Yeah, I mean, if you look at how they finished last year after, their, say, after they yeah, started, right. I mean, they were – They were in shambles. You right. know, they were – they had a two- or three-game lead in the, in the division. What were they, eight and three or whatever? And then they didn't win another game after they after Lamar went out. So, you know, that is – it's huge. I mean, who's who's going to have who's gonna have their quarterback and who's not mm-hmm. down the stretch, you know, or, or any key player for that matter? Well, this is hard to figure, and, and uh, Matt made the point early on – when we see that the Browns are the third game, even if it is on a Thursday, and it is in Cleveland again, uh, you know, you want to look at the opponent's schedule to see where they're I'm at. I'm kind of scanning mm-hmm. through those now. Yeah, Boy, I'll tell you what, the Browns got a their, – their first uh, – the first month of their season is really cake. Uh, the, the Steelers game is easily the hardest game for them. <laughs> Uh, well, you, if you've got it up there, why don't you let us? Um, I'm trying to get it the whole thing You know, thing while you are, I did a little bit of recon work at the break, too, just seeing where these teams were going to be at the beginning of the Steelers schedule. I haven't gotten all the way through it. The Patriots are at Miami for a brutal, nasty game in week one. Yeah, they have trouble down there. Before they come here. So, I mean, I mean, I know it's a week removed, but it's a road game and a terrible place to play. Maybe they're a little weary. I don't know. And then the Browns 
on that short week in week three. They're home the week before. So yeah, here's it's their, not like they're traveling. Here's all that their much, schedule to you know? start the season. Yeah. Browns at Panthers. Now, the only way that game is interesting is if they release Baker Mayfield <laughs> and he yeah. signs with the Panthers. <laughs> and I'm thinking that's what Maybe the league schedulers mind, yeah. thought about. Then the Browns host the Jets. Then oh. they host the Steelers. Then the Browns travel to Atlanta. Wow. Hey, you that, can't ask for a much easier starting schedule than that. But if that's that. Jacoby Brissett, that doesn't – If it's Jacoby Brissett, it's not – Because wins, then they right. host the Chargers. Then they they travel to Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so if it's Jacoby Brissett for – Let's say six games. What's their record going to be coming out of that? I don't. I don't know. That's going to be great. I don't know that anyone's an easy game. Yeah. Without the well, like you said, you know, you, you challenge me. Do we consider them contenders? Do we consider Baltimore contenders? They I, were I a sub yeah. five hundred team. I do. Yeah. Uh, they were historically injured last year, and I yeah. just have extreme faith in that team. Um, I may even pick them to win the division. To be honest with you, I think they're a great kind draft. of a sleeping that's giant. A, yeah, and that's a strong organization, yes, strong yes. head coach. Absolutely. I think last year was the exception, not the rule. I, I let's put it this way, guys. I count on them being in it at the end. Oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah. When I when I go into a season, I yeah. want to go back to something you said, Mike, and I I, I did highlight it. Um, I, I loved the term "self assured" about the Bengals. Um, good for them. You know, kudos for what they did. They were still a 10-7 and seven football team, um, and I'm not trying to take anything away from them, but I don't know. I'm, if you're in a Super Bowl, uh, you know, you did something special, but have the Bengals really arrived? I'm not saying it was flukish, but I'm just wondering about the mindset down there. They played a very competitive game against the Rams. Um, I, I just – not all – to me, not all the eyes are crossed – uh, or eyes right. dotted and the T's crossed. I'll never forget yeah, this conversation. We, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. The, 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 to quote Labs a couple of years ago when everybody was anointing the Browns, he's like, let's see how they do with five primetime games and they get home late at night yep. and they got to go on the road the next week. And you know, I'm, I, I don't have the Bengals schedule in front of me, but I'm sure it's more demanding. You mentioned it's a first-place schedule. That's three games against first-place teams as opposed to two in the back. Third you know? toughest based on last year's record. Right, right, right. I mean, it's yeah. and, and as Dale mentioned, no one they're not sneaking up on anybody. And expectations and, you know, how do they handle success? Uh, these are all things you don't know until you know. And I, I liked what they've done in the offseason. I think they had two glaring weaknesses and, you know, they were a Super Bowl team last year, so it's relative. But I thought their offensive line was really poor, and they went after that in veteran free agency. And I thought their defensive backfield was poor, and they went after that in a draft. So uh, I think they're trying to push the right buttons, but they're still in transition. And uh, I, I think Dale said earlier, some some people might not be uh, surprised by them or uh, sleeping on them maybe, as was probably the case a couple of times last year. So I, I got nothing but respect, but uh, I'm not going to put them in the easy pass to the – uh, NFL final Here are four. their final six games, guys. Okay, they play the Steelers Sunday, November twentieth on a that's a that's a Sunday night game. They're on the road again the next week in Tennessee. Then they host the Chiefs. Then they're back. Then they're back on the road to play the Buccaneers. Then they head to, to New England to play the Patriots. Wow! And then they finish up with the Ravens at home. That's a pretty that's a pretty yeah, solid right. seven game stretch there. Of you know how many you win into those. That's a good point. It, while you were talking there, I was, I was continuing to do a little bit of work here. That Sunday, October 30th game at Philly, the Steelers will play eight games in a row. The Eagles will be coming off the their bye for that game, which you hate to see. Yeah, yeah. You know? And then the same is true for week 11. 
when they play the Bengals, the Bengals will be coming off their bye for that game. It's a factor. Yeah, it's a big deal. They get two weeks to prepare for you know the Steelers, both those teams. Oh, the good thing is the Cincinnati game will be here. Yeah. We've talked a lot about the moving parts um, for the Steelers, new moving parts, including, I don't know, it'll be a quarterback controversy. Um, I, you know, in advance, I kind of feel for Mitch Trubisky because the first pass that hits the dirt or the first pass that hits an opponent's hands, guess what's going to happen? You know, number one draft pick, local hero, you know, the whole routine. How likely is it that the Steelers, given all the new elements to their offense at least, how likely is it they get off to a good start? Will it take them some time to round into form? I think Trubisky will be the guy, Stan, I'm with you. And I know, again, they didn't draft Pickett to watch, but to just throw him right in. They weren't going to throw Ben Roethlisberger right in, and her hand got forced by injuries to uh, Charlie Batch and Tommy Maddox. Uh, with the the so much youth on the offensive side of the ball. And one of the things I like about Trubisky is he is going to have to sing for his supper. He came here to reestablish his career. You know, is he going to be a backup, or is he going to be a guy that starts in the league, if not here, then somewhere else? So uh, he's been through a lot of ups and downs and, and a lot of uh, tumult in Chicago. I think the year off, basically last year's the backup in Buffalo, was a good reset for him. And I think he's going to hit the ground running. If Kenny Pickett beats him out, uh, that will, would signify to me that Kenny Pickett had a hell of a camp and they were really spot on uh, rating him as highly as they did. Yeah, I'm with you, Mike, on that one. I, I, I think Trubisky, uh, again, that's that's why I, I probably wouldn't have drafted a quarterback here because the great thing about it is if Trubisky's good, then you've got a quarterback. Right. If he's not good, then you're going to be in position to draft a quarterback next year, better position than you were this year, although they did get their number one guy. So I, I get why they did what they did. Uh, and you're basically taking two bites out of the apple, uh, you know, for for a new starting quarterback. Uh, but I, I I'm with you guys. I think Trubisky starts the season as the as the starter, and we'll based, see how long that goes. Based on the premise that they're not a Super Bowl team this mm-hmm. year, I think that's fair to say. Then this was a year to find out about Trubisky. No right. harm, no foul. I mean, you know, nobody wants to go seven and ten. I mean, I understand that, and the tradition and the history around here suggests that you know they're think of themselves a playoff team. That's a that's a legitimate contention, but this was a year to buy some time to make decisions as they build. This is what they're doing. They're building. They hope a contender as early as next year. Yeah, I, I'm on board with all that too, and I would have leaned towards quarterback next year or Trubisky. You know, I mean, if if that hits, that's why I really was pushing for the Trubisky signing or someone of that ilk. Um, but that being said, when the twentieth pick rolled around on last Thursday. There wasn't names screaming at you. Jordan Davis wasn't sitting there, or there wasn't a ton of names to say, well, this guy's so much better than Pickett. But if they were willing to trade up to get Pickett, See, why not be willing? They were trading willing... up for Pickett or trading up for Davis. Well, you know what I mean? The, I They're mean, never going to tell us that. We'll never that, know that. That was my question. If you're willing right. to trade up for Pickett, and, you, and then you find out you can get him later and you could have traded down, why not trade up for Jordan Davis? Mm hmm. Well, I, I, they didn't trade up, so they weren't willing to do it. Right. <laughs> so, or they so inquired. Offer enough. Yeah, Maybe right. the price was too high. The price was probably yeah, oh, too they high were, to move up. Yeah. They were talking to Houston, according to reports out of Houston. The GM down there said uh, they were talking with uh, the Steelers about somebody, but uh, it never came to fruition. Uh, I'd have gone Malik Willis just because he was the guy that you could marinate if you were going to draft a quarterback. But I got no problem with having two good ones at that position. Uh, you don't want to run out there. And – uh, if if they get to a year and a half from now and they think both of them are good and they want to move one, 
that's that's a good problem to have. Uh, my other concern, and and, and this was uh, highlighted by their declining the option on Devin Bush. Uh, you asked a moment ago, Stan, who else was out there? Uh, Devin Lloyd, the inside linebacker from Utah. Uh, they they seem to uh, be continually running out of inside linebackers here, and that's a pretty important position in their defense. Um, I might have gone in that direction on round one, but uh, again, the quarterback position takes priority, and one way or another, they should have this figured out for uh, the foreseeable future now. Well, by the way, just in case you're counting, we're four months away from the beginning of the regular season Woo-hoo. on Sunday, <laughs> September the 11th at Cincinnati at Paul Brown Stadium. That's a 1 o'clock kickoff. Hey, it's been really fun being with uh, everybody. Uh, Matt Williamson, uh, Dale Lally, Mike Prezuda. Uh, thanks for being here. Uh, we'll continue with programming, not only on WDVE, but also on Steelers Nation Radio. And, of course, all the games can be heard on your flagship station for the Pittsburgh Steelers Radio Network, WDVE Pittsburgh, and also ESPN Pittsburgh AM 970. Guys, it's been my pleasure. Nice to be with you. Always a pleasure, Stan. Yeah, it was fun. All right. Thanks to everyone thanks, listening. Yep. Thanks, Mike. Thanks to everyone listening on DVE and Steelers Nation Radio.